1: Sly of a fox, coach it in pop, give him his props, here is a thot, here is a box, and you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try, careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean Dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake, whoa, Fantasy Roundtable, Fantasy, Fantasy Roundtable, yeah. Fantasy Roundtable, come take a look at the crown, baby, hey, Fantasy Roundtable, Fantasy, Fantasy Roundtable, Fantasy Roundtable, come take a look at the crown, baby, go.
0: What is going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of the fantasy football roundtable podcast. It is Wednesday, October 20th We've got week seven kicking off here on the horizon with the uh, Browns Broncos the the most amazing matchup you're ever gonna watch I think uh, at least this year. It's a definitely looking uh, Interesting. I guess I'll put it that way. Uh, Matt is here with me We are going to recap the Monday night football game Uh, surprising Titans win over the Bills then we will preview no I'm sorry we'll talk about our rankings then we will preview the Browns versus the Broncos Matt how are you doing on this beautiful Wednesday
2: Feeling about the same as you about the game uh, in my uh, retweet of our show I just said if this was a friends episode this would be the one where the two mats console each other on the eve of their their team's game
0: Yeah Yeah it's not looking pretty right now we'll obviously dive a little bit <laughs> deeper into that um, here a little bit later into the episode. Before we get too far in, though, we do want to say we are proud to be a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them at PigskinPodNet on Twitter, or you can search the hashtag T-P-P-N. Uh, we all do that tag, and we are a, a gl- we are proud to be a part of the network. That's what I was trying to say. All right, so let's jump in and talk about that Monday Night Football game. The Titans beat the Bills 34-31. The Bills came up short. What does this mean for them going forward?
2: Yeah, I mean, they came in potentially one of the hottest teams, even though Arizona was the only undefeated team. I think a lot of us felt like the Bills might be the best team, but they had a stumble against a Steelers team that doesn't appear to be incredible, and then kind of a weird stumble on Monday night. Now they're going into a bye week, much like the Chargers who were on a roll until they got buzzsawed on Sunday, a couple of AFC contenders are going into a bye week, having to take a little bit of a hard look at themselves,
0: I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, if, if Sean McDermott doesn't go for the fourth down play there, maybe they end up winning this game. Did look like Josh Allen slipped a little hesitant on the play call there. I don't know why you put him, you don't put him in shotgun and give him a little bit more room to run. I know they only had to get a couple yards. Uh but still, it, it was a little surprising to me. We've seen Buffalo struggle the past couple years, even with the good team sometimes. And again, every team has a bad game. I mean, look at look at uh Kansas City right now, man. They're they're not looking great. I still think Buffalo is the best team overall in the AFC with what we've seen from the offense the past couple weeks and that defense. You know, historically they've held Derrick Henry in check. Obviously, that didn't happen in this game. I would bet if they play each other another time later in the year in the playoffs that I think uh, I think they'd be able to keep Derrick Henry in check. But I'm not too worried about it moving forward. I still think right now, based on everything I've seen, they're the best team in the AFC. I mean, I thought yeah. maybe the Browns could contend with them, maybe Kansas City, but both of those teams have just they've, – they've not looked good to start off the season. Yeah, and we're probably discounting Baltimore a little bit. Oh, um, Baltimore. I'm sorry. No, Baltimore is been... really good as well. I did not mean to leave them out. I promise.
2: Yeah, Kansas, I mean, I think the thing we've seen, though, um, is all of these uh, big AFC teams are vulnerable in some way. Even, the you know, the Titans won this game. They lost to the Jets two weeks ago. Uh, the Ravens are 5-1. and one. They've looked good. They lost to the Raiders on opening night. Um, you know, they were neck and neck with the Chiefs. The Chiefs have some issues on both sides of the ball. And now we've, we've seen Buffalo a couple of times in a couple of games where most of us took for granted that they would win both opening day against Pittsburgh and Monday night in Tennessee. We see the door open a little bit. So that, that could make for a much more exciting on the stretch, but also playoffs in the AFC.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a really, I think right now, and I get, we're still pretty early. We're going into week seven here, but I think both conferences for the most part are pretty wide open with uh, with the teams that can make it seeding, and then even the uh, the wild card spots. So not not a massive loss for Buffalo. They do, they do get you know their second loss on the season, but I think they're going to be fine moving forward. The Titans win though, as I mentioned, thanks to Derrick Henry. Is he clearly the best running back in the NFL, and should he be considered as an MVP candidate? You know, our, he
2: he is definitely the best running back in football right now. And what he's doing is incredible. Also, the way he's been able to stay healthy. He's on – track to smash records to potentially have a back-to-back 2,000-yard season, something we haven't seen. I think a lot of us thought there was going to be a potential for him to fall off because of the sheer number of carries and punishment he's taken over the last couple of years, and that does not appear to matter. And he is really carrying that Titans offense in the first half especially. I think he kept them in that game when Ryan Tannehill had a little bit of a struggle getting going. Um, I know some people – Kind of dismissed the idea that he could win MVP, and it is harder for a non-quarterback to get up there. But I would say we're at about the worth—not about—we are exactly a third of the way through the NFL regular season. With six weeks in the books, I feel like he and Kyler Murray would probably be a couple of the leaders, and Dak Prescott, uh, if if we were looking at contenders right now
0: yeah i am uh derrick henry has just been phenomenal i I was looking at this and i want to um ray garvin uh wake up with ray g talked about this on his show this morning and since i knew we were going to recap the monday uh show i wanted to to make sure i had this do you know can you guess who the um derrick henry is obviously leading the league in rushing right now can you guess who the second leading rusher is in the nfl oh i saw the nfl post
2: a graphic every week um I don't remember who it is. So it's Nick Chubb,
0: but I will also say that if you were to take away all the yards that Derrick Henry had after contact, he would still be he would be the second leading rusher in the NFL. Like just his yards after contact, he is still the second. Like he's above anybody with just regular rushing yards. He's having a phenomenal season. I mean, my goodness, I I can't. Can you just imagine? If Tennessee would have started giving him the ball earlier in his career, possibly how good he is. I mean, he's currently on pace. Now, I believe you'd have to play till he's thirty-three, but if he were to keep playing till his thirty-third year, averaging the yards and everything that he's been averaging per game per year, he would break the all-time rushing record. Which I don't think is something anybody thought mm-hmm. would ever happen with what Emmett Smith has done. He had a lot, obviously, working in his favor with the great offensive line there in Dallas. I don't think he ever really had any serious injuries. Derrick Henry hasn't either, and he's kind of built as a guy who probably can hold up for quite a while. So it'll be interesting to see if he can get that long into his career possibly make that happen.
2: Look, when you have a weapon like Deion Lewis, you got to give him 20 carries a game. Yeah, yeah. Look, clearly the coaches in Tennessee do not have access to the suite of tools that made Bob Harris a fantasy football Hall of Famer because if they did, they would have used Derrick Henry sooner. But you can go to footballdiehards.com and get the Flash Update Pro, which is a full suite of tools to make you a better manager. There's rankings, configurable cheat sheets, mock drafts, consistency tools, target distribution, snap counts, and more. Use code ROUNDTABLE for an additional 15% off the already low price of $24. That's footballdiehards.com for the
0: Flash Update Pro. All right, so let's talk about our rankings here. As we do every week, we give you guys our top twelve at each position for the coming week. We are going into week seven, Um, and as we spent a lot of time talking about on Monday, because I did not realize some of the teams that were on by uh, this is this is apocalypse. I mean, it is ridiculous. Not only the amount of teams, but it's like all of the good. It's almost all of the really good teams as well. Like we're missing out on a lot of the top players at each position. Uh, we're going to continue using the format we did last week where we talk about all 12 of our players. So I'll let you kick it off here first at the quarterback position, Matt.
2: All right, quarterback, uh, if you're like me, um, you may have been feeling good with like a Justin Herbert and a Josh Allen in your Superflex League. Neither of them are available. Um, so you may be looking, tw- honestly, I'm, I'm taking a roll of the dice with half of the top 12 here. It's not a great week for quarterback, but at 12, I'm going with Tua Tagovailoa. He uh, has, a, has a pretty decent matchup with Atlanta, uh, also threw for 300 yards in his return, and hey, it's not a great week at quarterback. Number 11, Ryan Tannehill. Um, please, Ryan, remember that you have... Excellent receivers. Number 10, Derek Carr. He started the season hot, kind of fell in the valley. I was very impressed by what he did last week. It seems like the Raiders may be back on track with a coaching change. Number nine, Matt Ryan, if not now, when Calvin Ridley, where art thou? Uh, when we get to wide receiver rankings, just a heads up, pushing the chips in this week. Number eight, Joe Burrow. I know they're playing the Ravens. I know the Ravens just took Justin Herbert apart, but I'm hoping that uh, Joe Burrow does not suffer the same fate. QB 12 on the season. He's been looking good. Number seven, Jalen Hurts, maybe not a great NFL quarterback, but he's been darn fine for fantasy. Number yeah. six, Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. Number five, Tom Brady of the Buccaneers, the ageless wonder. Number four for me, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Bengals defense a little has has been decent, but Lamar has having a great season um he's probably another one that i forgot that we should have had in the mvp shortlist right now uh number three kyler murray number two i think matthew stafford's about to go ham on his former team the lions who also are not great in the secondary i'm sorry dennis and then number one uh patrick mahomes and the
0: chiefs he gets the titans defense um they're not robust yeah, I forgot to to talk about the MVP thing. I, I don't know that – I think Derrick Henry is probably in the discussion. I don't think he wins it. I. It really seems like the NFL kind of goes and gives like the running backs the offensive player of the year, and maybe it should go to a guy like Derrick Henry. I think if he rushes over 2,000 yards again, they might give it to him. This has never happened. We've never seen a running back no. over 2,000 yards uh, twice in uh, – or back-to-back seasons. Well, so
2: and that you know, Titans play the Chiefs this week. If they win that game, they move to five and two, and they have wins against two, yeah. What we thought were potentially going to be AFC division leaders. It's not just his stats. I think it's got to be where the tight the Titans the last few years have been that kind of fourth fifth bubble playoff team. They I think they really want an MVP who's on a top two seed in a conference.
0: So I'm trying to think of who the top five would be. I think Lamar's got to be one. With probably hmm. Dak, it's I think it's got to be yeah. one of those two. It's got to be the Lamar top two. Dak. Kyler's probably in there. I would and then, I would say
2: Kyler could potentially be number one right now, just because Arizona they're commerce, yeah. yeah, and then and I he think was it's, up there last year, so yeah, Josh, yeah. That's Josh true. Allen would have been in the short
0: list for me until this
2: last week, and it's yeah. not that he
0: played a bad game, but. I don't know. Guess. No, that, so that's who my four was. Because five, I think, has got to be Derrick Henry with the way he's been playing. So four for me has got to be one of the jo- – uh, it's got to be Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. And I don't know. I think you probably lean Allen because even though they lost, he had a better game than Herbert did against the Ravens. So Stafford, I, think, I think you
1: you can yeah, make – Stafford's
0: been playing kind of bad too. Like I think I'd take Allen over Stafford right now. I mean, I know Stafford had the big game last week, but li- leading up into that, the Rams have been kind of – yeah, so I don't know. I think I'd stick with Josh Allen as much as it hurts me because I'm all in on Justin Herbert, but he's not even in the top five right now. So I'd go Allen there for him. All right, so my rankings at 12, I have Sammy Sleeve, Sam Darnold, going up against the New York Giants. It's a good matchup. They've got to get this offense going. I mean, he has not looked good since they lost CMC, but, I mean, this is a bad week. It's a bad week all around. I don't don't love any of my rankings. I know. I freaking have
2: Carson Wentz at 13. That tells you where we're at.
0: At 11, I have Tua going up against Atlanta. Um, you know, as I said, I don't think he's been playing that well, but he did put up a lot of points last week. Atlanta is not a very good defense, so I expect him to have a good game. Ten, I have Matt Ryan going up against Miami. Same thing. I, I can honestly see this being a shootout between two bad teams. Um, we can, I guess, address the trade rumors here after the rankings on, and if that maybe I don't think that goes through this week, but uh, if it does, what that might mean for Tua's future.
2: Well, they've also commented that that um, seems to be false ginned up by the Texans.
0: Oh, okay. Well then let's then we don't have to talk about it. That's good. At uh so what does that put me at? At nine, that yeah. gives me uh Ryan Tannehill at, at nine going up against Kansas City. You know, Tennessee's defense is bad. I think they're gonna have to rely a little bit here on Tannehill passing the ball. They they're gonna be able to give the ball to Derrick Henry, but I think they're gonna have to rely on him a little bit as well. Um, why do I feel like I skipped somebody here? 12, 11, 10. Oh, Joe Burrow. I'm sorry, Joe Burrow at eight. I haven't talked about Burrow, right? No. I'm so confused. Okay, Burrow at 8. playing Baltimore. As you mentioned, they did handle Justin Herbert very well this last week, but Cincinnati is – I think they're for real, and I think Burrow's going to go out there and have a good game. At 7, I have Jalen Hurts as well going up against Las Vegas. Again, just echoing what you said. Hasn't been that great for the NFL, but it's been really good for fantasy. At 6, I have Tom Brady going up against Chicago. At 5, I have Lamar Jackson going up against Cincinnati. At four, I have Kyler Murray going up against Houston. Should be a very easy game for Kyler, which worries me a little bit. I I don't know that they go off here. I do think Hopkins has a massive game going up against the Texans, even though Bill O'Brien's not there. Still think he kind of feels shunned by that organization. Uh, But I, I can honestly see a point where they get up so high, so much in the third quarter that they kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit here. At three, I have Aaron Rodgers going up against Washington. Washington's defense has just been bad all season long. Two, I have Matt Stafford. And one, I have Patrick Mahomes. Who do you have as your top 12 running backs?
2: Number 12, I'm going back to the well. Chase Edmonds, Cardinals. Last time I had him in the top 12, he boned me. Please uh, forget that and do better. Number 11, Elijah Mitchell. I'm just going to warn you, running backs worse than quarterback. Number 10, Antonio Gibson. I know he's banged up, but... I still like him better than some of the other options. Number nine, Cordero Patterson, this week's sign of the apocalypse. He is uh, top ten. Number eight, Darrell Henderson, Jr. He's actually RB13 on the season with only five games versus everybody else in the top 12 has six. He, you know, We talked about it before. When he's available, they're using him like a bell cow. Uh, number seven, Leonard Fournette. He's been otherworldly. Uh, Number six, Jonathan Taylor for the Colts Monday night against San Francisco. They're going to want to play their studs. They're getting on a roll. Number five, DeAndre Swift for the Lions. I'm hoping uh, for some garbage time and that Jared Goff is motivated not only by facing Sean McVay, but by being called out by his current coach. Number four, Aaron Jones uh, for the Packers. Number three, Joe Mixon for the Bengals, he has been incredible as a runner and as a pass catcher i think they're going to need that up-tempo offense against the ravens number two alvin kamara the team picture on offense for the saints and number one king derrick henry
0: all right, so for my top 12, at 12, I have Damian Harris. Probably one of the better games he's had in a while last week with over 100 yards and a touchdown. They get the Jets. Jets have a really good secondary, but they're not as good against the run. I know Ramondre Stevenson's coming on a little bit here, but I, I think Damian Harris is going to be able to continue to put it together, string together a couple good weeks. At 11, I also – I think you had him at 12, but I have um, Edmonds here going up against Houston. At 10, I have Court Harold Patterson. I mean – He's been great up until the bye week coming back. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be in your top 12 moving forward until he proves or gives us a reason not to be there. And so far he has not done that at nine. I have Leonard Fournette going up against Chicago. Um, I do think Tampa Bay is going to win this game fairly easily, but I I still believe a little bit in Chicago's defense. So uh, Leonard Fournette still in the top 10 here, uh, but dropping him down to nine at eight. I have Darrell Henderson Jr. Going up against Detroit. I would have him higher, but I agree with what you said against the quarterbacks. I think Matt Stafford's going to want to go out there and throw, throw, throw to kind of just just pour on the points here against his old team. At seven, I have DeAndre Swift going up against the Rams. Uh, you know, he's still producing in the receiving game. And as long as he gets a touchdown, I think he, he makes his day for you again. We'll also say, really bad matchup, but it's a really bad week for running back. At a six, I have Darrell Williams. I, I think that they might run the ball a little bit here with Kansas City. Tennessee, not a very good defense. I think Darrell Williams, as long, along with getting some receiving work, could end up here in the top ten. At five, that gives me Jonathan Taylor uh, going up against San Francisco. At four, I've got Joe Mixon going up against Baltimore. Been good in the rushing and receiving game. At three, I have Aaron Jones going up against Washington. Two, Alvin Kamara. And number one, King Derrick Henry. All right, moving on to wide receiver at number 12, Robert
2: Woods of the Rams. He has had a huge last three games. I think that continues. Number 11 went with Mike Evans for the Buccaneers. Ten. DeAndre Hopkins, Cardinals, playing against his former team. Number nine, I went with Marquise Brown. I just have a feeling that they are going to have to be up-tempo and throw to keep up with the Bengals, and he has seemed to make some big plays. Number eight, Debo Samuel for the 49ers. He has been the best, most reliable passing game target for San Francisco. Uh, Number seven, DK Metcalf. Uh, Don't love the quarterback situation, but still love the player. It's not a terrible uh, matchup number six terry mclaurin for washington he's pretty much the only healthy guy in that passing game you would trust number five jamar chase for the Bengals. he has had huge chunk plays in every game and i think he gets one again number four i'm taking a chance taking a shot calvin ridley back off of some personal issues saw kyle pitts uh, in london thought you know what i can do that hold my beer i'm coming back so i'm i'm holding out hope number three Tyree kill number two Cooper cup and number one Devonte Adams
0: all right so at number 12 for me I have Terry McLaurin Jair Alexander is supposed to be out again I, I think that they're gonna have to throw to keep up with this Green Bay offense it's been really good since week one uh so I, I think McLaurin has a chance to, to get a couple points here uh, number 11 I have Robert Woods going up against Detroit 10, A.J. Brown in Kansas City. I expect that to be a little bit of a shootout. While A.J. Brown didn't do anything for like 59 minutes of that game. And that 60th minute, he really went off. He had a really good fourth quarter. I think he's going to be able to do that here in this game as well against Kansas City. At number nine, I have DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, again, I know Bill O'Brien's not there anymore, but I think he really has some disdain for that organization and the way they kind of handled him in his final year and then shipping him off to Arizona. I think he's in for a big game. Number eight, I have Jamar Chase. I'm a little worried about this one. Obviously, the way he was producing earlier on in the season could not stay that way. There's no way he was going to hold that kind of production value. But Baltimore, I agree with you. I think this could be a sneaky offensive game, and Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow have that connection. Now I think Chase gets another big touchdown here against Baltimore at six. I have Debo. I'm sorry, at seven, I have Debo Samuel going up against Indy. I agree. I mean. I really thought this was going to be Brandon Ayuk, uh, but it's been Debo who's been producing. So I've got to roll with him up here. He's been a top five, six wide receiver every single week. I've got to put him up here. At six, I have – oh, where'd my rankings go? Shoot. All right, six, I have Marquise Hollywood Brown. You know, I I was on him as my fantasy MVP this year. Uh, He would have had an even bigger game last week had he not dropped a touchdown, which is starting to become a little bit of a trend, which I'm not liking but I do think that he has a big game here against the Bengals at five. I have DJ Moore going up against the giants for Cooper cup. Again, I think it's going to be a huge game for the passing offense of the Rams got woods and cup in my top 12 as I believe. Did you, you have both yeah. of them as well. Yeah. So cup there at four at three. So one spot ahead of you. I have Calvin Ridley. I'm with you. I think he's, he's, Coming back should have a big game here. I think this could be a really good game for the offenses because neither one of these defenses are great. Does have Xavier Howard on the other side, so it's a little bit worrisome. If he plays because those yeah, guys both right, yeah.
2: missed, so that's what I was thinking. They may still not have their corners.
0: Yeah, and if they don't have them, then even more, you know, wheels mm-hmm. up for Calvin Ridley there. At two, I have Tyree Kill and number one, Devontae Adams.
2: Yep. So I will go over to tight end. Uh, you've you've made me a believer. Uh, also, my apocalypse <laughs> has made me a believer. Number 12, Ricky Seals Jones, Washington. 11, Tyler Higbee for the Rams. Number 10, I have Hunter Henry for the Patriots. Nine, Noah Fant for the Broncos. Had a big game last week. Maybe it continues. Uh, Number eight, Dallas Goddard for the Eagles. He's the only guy in Philly. If he can come off the COVID list, which he's tracking to do, we should be in good shape. Uh, Number seven, Kyle Pitts, Falcons. I liked what he did before the bye, but I think uh, Ridley might be a little more alive in this game. Number six, Mike Gasicki for the Dolphins. He has been on a hot tear, both with Jacoby Brissett and last week with Tua coming back. He's been a huge part of their offense. Number five, Rob Gronkowski for the Buccaneers. Looks like he's going to make his return. Number four, TJ Hawkinson of the Lions. Three, Darren Waller with the Raiders. Two, Mark Andrews with the Ravens. And number one, Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs.
0: All right. So at number 12 for me, I have Tyler Higby. Again, just I'm all in on this Rams offense this week against Detroit. At 11, I have Noah Fant going up against Cleveland. I'm very curious. I, I want Fant to be higher, but I could honestly see this being a very run heavy defensive game, especially with both of the quarterbacks playing, which we're obviously going to talk about here um, in a minute. Uh, you know, Teddy has not been great. And then obviously you've got Case Keenum. Uh, and we might even have Drew Locke in this game for what you were saying yeah, earlier. So.
2: Teddy, Teddy now has two uh, injuries, something with the ankle, some with the hamstring. He's been in He's officially, this is questionable foot quadriceps injury. He was limited Wednesday, um, they said he looked like he, local reporters say he looked like he could barely move on Tuesday. That is so, not what I wanted to say.
0: No. Get. And I mean, on top of that, I think this is a massive game for both teams because they've both been trending the wrong direction the past couple of weeks. So uh, I, I've got Fant there. At 11. At 10, I have Rob Gronkowski, and my Scott Fishbowl team is super thrilled to hear that he is coming back because, my goodness, I've needed him. At 10, I have Hunter Henry of the New England Patriots going up against the Jets. At 9, I have Ricky Seals-Jones. At 8, I have Kyle Pitts going up against Miami. At 6, I have Zach Ertz. I, I think Ertz could be a big weapon for the Cardinals this week. They just got him in there. I think they may want to kind of like show off their new toy a little bit. So, Ertz coming in here at 7. At 6, Dallas Goddard going up against the Raiders. At 5, I've got Mike Kosicki. You mentioned it. He's He's been on a hot streak, and we've seen sometimes when he gets going, he can stay on these for quite a few weeks. So, I don't think this is the week that it stops going up against Atlanta. At 4, I have Darren Waller. He's just not been the Darren Waller we're used to seeing. I hope that he bounces back a little bit, but I'm a little worried that he might start falling further and further down my ranks at three. I have Mark Andrews going up against Cincy at two TJ Hawkinson against the Rams. And then number one, Travis Kelsey.
2: Yeah, and I looked it up. So both Xavier Howard and Byron Jones are listed as questionable. Again, they don't have a lot of narrative about their condition. Both of them uh, were inactive last week, so that is something to watch, especially if you're hoping for a big day from Atlanta pass catchers. Well, we're going to talk about the Browns and the Broncos in a minute, and we know both those teams are hungry for a win. If you are also hungry for a big win this week, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has got you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free free bets. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with the promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: talk about that Thursday night football game that everybody has been waiting for we circled it on our calendars as soon as that came out all the way back in whatever that was february or march july, july even even sooner than i thought the broncos versus the browns and my goodness are both these teams struggling with a ton of injuries with a lot of their top players as well so for the Broncos, Alexander Johnson, the linebacker, is out. Noah Fant tied in. Caden Stearns, the safety. Garrett Bowles, the offensive tackle. Teddy Bridgewater, the quarterback, are all questionable. And right now, as of now, Jerry Judy looks like he is doubtful.
2: Yeah, Fangio said less than 50% chance he comes off
0: IR tomorrow night. Matt, the Broncos have lost three straight, looking lost on offense and defense. Do you see any kind of change Thursday night?
2: Well, I mean, there's the potential that we get the change from Teddy Bridgewater looking lost and throwing interceptions to Drew Locke looking lost and throwing interceptions, which, you know, that can be a whole whole new experience. Now, I mean, Denver coming into the season was really sold on having this incredible defense, and they've been really eradicated in the middle linebacker spot. Alexander Johnson, Torres Pectoral, mostly he's out for the year. Baron Browning has a concussion. He is also out <clears throat> earlier the season. Josie Jewell. Uh, was lost for the season. So they have Justin Stranod, who was a rookie that missed his entire rookie year with an injury in there. And they have some fill-ins. They're not getting the kind of push and production on the defensive line that they were getting. Shelby Harris had been great the last few years about not only pushing the pile, but getting these batted down passes. We aren't seeing it. And, They paid millions upon millions of dollars for a secondary that I have to be honest has not been that impressive. I don't I'm sure you weren't probably watching the game last week, but Kyle Fuller actually got benched last week. They used Sertan and Ronald Darby outside and Callahan in the in the slot, and it didn't matter. The week two weeks prior, Fuller had gotten torched on the outside. Last week it was Darby getting torched on the outside. I've liked Sertan. I love Justin Simmons, but they just, they aren't getting enough pressure. Vaughn Miller had sacks in each of the first three games and has been MIA since he said that he was holding himself to to account and needs to play better. Their offense needs to play better their I really think there are some coaching issues. Um, the play calling is inconsistent. You and I love Javante Williams. When we've yeah. seen him out there, he's making big plays and supercharging and firing people up. But they're giving him ten carries and giving ten carries to Melvin Gordon as a as a good running back. You know, Derrick Henry would tell you for years he couldn't get on track and get better because the best running backs get better the more carries you give them, the more time that they get to ram over a defense. And that's where I think they they're trying to service too many things. They got to make a decision.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with those two, because I, in my opinion, I've seen, you know, bits and pieces. I haven't, I haven't watched the full Broncos games, but Javante Williams looks like he's playing really good. So, But they continue, as you just mentioned, to give the ball to Melvin Gordon. So for fantasy, I don't even know that you can trust either one of them majorly. Obviously, with the bye weeks, you're probably playing him if you have them, but I don't know that you can trust them. With the, with the talk of Locke being out there, I mean, how does that improve your thought process or your hopes for, like, a Cortland Sutton? Like, how do you view that wide receiver room? Because, I mean, you know, Tim Patrick was good at times in the, in the prior years with Drew Locke. Like, how, how do you view the wide receivers for fantasy?
2: Yeah, I mean, I have Cortland Sutton sitting at wide receiver 13, so I'm hopeful. Um, to me, it's not even so much the quarterback right now as – play calling and consistency on offense. Denver seems to like put around for two downs and then launch a deep ball on third down and was frustrating to watch Teddy struggle to hit a lot of those deep balls with a good percentage with Drew, with Sutton. First few weeks he was way under. Last week he was way over a few times. Um, I don't know if that improves. I don't know how many reps they're giving Drew Locke. yeah i, I mean, mean I, that's kind of this could either be like a 30 to 31 really exciting game or a six to three oh my god what are we witnessing game that's how i feel it's gonna yeah. be one of those two it's not gonna be anything in between
0: yeah no i'm with you my my excitement level for this game today is not great it, it really isn't so on the brown side here I mean, again, same as the Broncos. They're they're just littered with injuries. Baker Mayfield ruled out today with the torn labrum. I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to not see Baker for a couple weeks. I know that he came out and said that he wanted to play and that he was going to try and and push through it, but if Case Keenum goes out there and looks at least serviceable, I wonder if they're just going to have Baker sit for a little bit. Nick Chubb is out again, uh, but there's talks that he's getting closer to coming back, so maybe next week, let's hope. Kareem Hunt's going to be out for a while. They did not put him on short-term IR, which I found interesting because last I read they said he was going to be out for a couple weeks, so maybe they're hopefully he's going to come back by week three. Odell Beckham Jr., David Njoku, and Landry are questionable at this point. does look like last I saw that Odell for sure is going to play. I mean, the Browns are beat up. Both the running backs are missing. Baker is missing. I really don't know what to expect out of this game. I, I still think Stefanski is going to run the ball. That, that's that been his mantra. I mean, if you actually go and look, and, and we did see a lot of this last year too, in the first half of the season they were very run heavy, and then they switched to pass heavy in the second half. They're doing kind of the same thing right now. They're still very run heavy, even in some of these games where they've been down. They're still running the ball a lot. I think they're going to want to try and do that. Can they do that with Dearness Johnson? Probably not, but I think they're still going to give him a shot. You know, Felton, I think, is going to be out there for a little bit, but he's still going to be in the wide receiver. He's going to be playing in the slot role as well. You know, Odell, maybe Odell gets cooking with Case Keenum, which, man, would that make things like 10 times worse in Cleveland, I think, if that happens. But I wouldn't be surprised if it does because I I agree with you. Like, the Broncos secondary has not been that great. The one place that I'm very curious, and I think I might fire him up. I don't have any shares of him. Might be firing up Hooper and Joku because of how beat up the linebackers are for Denver, and I think the way Keenum might target some of those guys in the middle of the field, they could have good games. But i I really think you're looking at more of like a six to three type game because I think they're going to try. Both these teams are just going to try and run the ball and play as good a defense as they can. I, I don't know that they're going to trust either one of these quarterbacks to try and make big plays. I will say now, and I'm probably going to end up regretting this on Friday when we when we recap this game. I am starting Odell. I just have the sneaky feeling that Case Keenum is going to be the one that gets him going. I really do, and I don't know why. I don't have any it proof might behind be that. Be more that Ronald Darby gets him going. That could be it too. I mean, I haven't met wide receiver seventeen this week. There's just something I like about this matchup and Case Keenum. I mean. The thing is, and, and I've always compared it to this offense. I've compared Baker a lot to what Case Keenum and Kirk, Kirk Cousins were able to do. Case Keenum was good in Minnesota for a year. And, and Stefanski was there. And I know wasn't calling the plays and everything, but he was there learning under that offense. He knows what Case Keenum can do. And I think we we saw what they did with Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen back in the day. I, I was pretty sure that was before Jefferson mm-hmm. got there. Yeah, yeah, it had to be because Stefanski yep. was. Okay, so... I think that he's gonna figure out a way to get Odell going here with Case Keenum. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good game for him. Outside of him probably starting Njoku over Hooper. because uh, I just think Njoku's oh, got yeah. a little bit more explosiveness. Uh, but the Johnson, I think, is at best a flex flyer, just because I don't he's he's not a runner have like Chubb, but he's not a- or Johnson higher. Johnson. Felton I'm worried about because I don't know that he gets a lot of carries. They haven't really been using him that much as a running back. He's been more in the slot. I think with the way Donovan People jones has been coming on, I think they're going to lean more on him than they would Felton. So I I think Johnson is going to get a lot more carries. I think he's going to get 90% of the carries. The key is going to be his that offensive line, who is beat up, we're still missing their left tackle and right tackle. Can they get any kind of push against that Denver Denver defensive line and get Dearness Johnson some holes to hit? Because we did see a couple times last year, I think it was one game, Johnson had a really good game when that offensive line was able to clear the holes for him. So, But he's not special. He, he That's why he was not drafted, signed as an undrafted free agent. I don't mean any disrespect to him. He's 10 time, 100 times the athlete that I am. But he's not Chubber Hunt. And so I don't I expect him. I'm not expecting him to go out there and put up those kind of numbers. I think he can get you 10 because I do think he can probably get you a touchdown and maybe 30, 40 points. So I expect him to have a good game. He's a, he's a flex starter for me. I'm not starting Felton. DPJ is even kind of questionable for me. If I'm, if I'm picking three guys, it's, it's Johnson and Joku and Odell.
2: Well, there's really a lot of pressure in this game. Cause whichever team loses is going to fall into last place in their division, the way it's, the way, yeah, definitely, because Pittsburgh's on the yeah. bye, so you can't yeah. have them lose. And Denver is already, you know, I don't think Kansas City probably loses to Tennessee. If they did, they would be three and four as well. But Denver already has gone from being kind of tied for first to three straight losses. So whichever team loses one, I think, puts themselves in a bit of a precarious position as we head out of October, looking to try to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's, that that I think is the one thing that really is driving the narrative on this game because, you know, Denver really looked good early on in the season. I know you talked about they had a very easy schedule and there was a lot of high hopes for the Browns and they, they are underplaying including, I mean, they're even coming out and saying we're not playing what we're up to. And now with Baker's injury, I mean, they've got to – from a Browns perspective, they've got to try and get this win. It's set up for them with not having Teddy Bridgewater, the injuries that they have on their defense. They've got to get this win. It's it's at home at Cleveland, right? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, it's yeah, at so Cleveland. They've got to get this win at home if they want to try and keep pace with as crazy it is to say Cincinnati and Baltimore. So they've got to get this. And as, as you just mentioned, so do the Broncos because they've got the Chargers and the Chiefs in that division. And I mean, and the Raiders, and the Raiders who are playing really good. I mean. I think what they're above the chiefs, but I, I don't think that's going to last for long. The chiefs are going to make a run here at some point. So,
2: Yeah. Denver. I mean, last week was really crucial, you know, with them and the Raiders, both struggling and they kind of shit the bed and they've put themselves in a, in a super position. And I think with this mini buy, I'm honestly of the opinion that things have been so negative that if they have a really bad showing, something happens with the coaching staff
0: that should be interesting to see so that'll uh i'm i'm picking the brown i can't i can't pick against the browns on this one so i gotta take the browns i assume you're taking the broncos
2: yeah because apparently i don't like patting my record and picks can pick them
0: <laughs> all right so that will i don't assume, i don't think uh dennis has his picking correct he does i not, did not so. see it
2: on there but we'll just assume that he's picking a tie
0: yeah, His allegiance to definitely. both
2: of us is going to keep him from making it. I, I
0: imagine he had trouble sleeping all night last night trying to figure out who he was going to pick. So don't worry about it. we will help you out. We'll give you the tie. Uh, so that will do it for us today. I will, We won't be back tomorrow. I don't know why I was about to say that. We will be back on Friday. Matt and myself, Dennis, will not be joining us this week. Uh, we will be recapping the Thursday night football game and previewing the rest of the Week 7 NFL slate. So everybody enjoy the game tomorrow. Hopefully, it'll be a good one, and we will see you guys again on Friday.
1: Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your pop on red. Do you got your pop on red. I came like out the wall line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. No one up above his head. They can't jump with me. God, Lee. Oh, Only the tackle is the four yard Who can make a play? I can't. To make a play I, I can. Can.